0: Welcome to episode 23 of Culture Bubs. I'm your boy, Will. We got Drew. We got Og, And we're talking mac today. We got the green lights on for the Mac conference, even though it looks horrible, Quick with spread. the blue and red. But uh, we're back for our third group of five conference here, Um, getting closer and closer to, you know, some power five. But, you know, we got to talk about the Mac. We got we gotta, we gotta we gotta to, you know, everyone. a lot of these teams play in our area, you know, in Stark County, None of them, but right outside is Kent State and Akron. Um, Ohio's not too far. out a drive Bowling Green's all the way over there. You know, Miami, Ohio's down there. Like they're all pretty close. That's a fact. Um, so we're gonna give them a little love. We'll talk about the MAC. What we think is gonna happen in the East. What we think is gonna happen in the West. And uh, before we get started, let's talk about last year. Um, in the East, Kent State represented the East. They went seven and seven overall. Lost the conference championship to Northern Illinois, and lost the famous Idaho Potato Bowl versus Wyoming. Miami of Ohio went 7-6 with a Frisco Football Classic win versus North Texas, and the rest of the East shouldn't even have played. Ohio went 3-9, Bowling Green 4-8, Buffalo 4-8, Akron 2-10, the bottom feeders of the MAC in general. MAC West, Northern Illinois, went 9-5. They did win the conference, but they did lose their bowl game in the Tail Greeter Cure Bowl versus Coastal Carolina, who had a great season as far as group of five schools go. Central Michigan finished second, 9-4, winning the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl versus Washington State, so beating up on a Power 5 school there. Toledo went 7-6, losing the Middle Tennessee State in the Bahamas Bowl. Ball State went 6-7, losing the Tax Act Camellia Bowl versus Georgia State. Eastern Michigan went 7-6, losing the Lending Tree Bowl versus Liberty. And Ball State went 8-5, winning the Quick Lane Bowl – or sorry, Western Michigan went 8-5, winning the Quick Lane Bowl versus Nevada. So everybody in the West made a bowl game um the mac in general had eight teams in bowl games a record of three and five but still a lot of representation from the mac in the postseason which is cool to see um and from the west mostly um so we'll start with the east uh the better of the two conferences am i right (laughs) Um, so augie actually we'll go east west we'll go six through three we'll talk about our top twos last six through three go east then west who's your six through three for those two Okay. Uh, in the East, I have Bowling Green taking the sixth spot. Okay. Um, I got Akron moving up big time for them. They're, uh, they're at five now. Uh, Buffalo's at four, and Bobcats of Ohio at three. Okay. And for the West? Uh, west, uh, it's, a, it's a bad year for Michigan schools. Um, Eastern Michigan's at six. Western Michigan's at five. Central Michigan's at four. Ball State at three. Okay. And then we'll talk about our top twos here in a second. Drew, how are 6 through 3 in the East and West playing so out for you? So for the you? East, I have BG, 6. Okay. 5, I have Akron. 4, I have Buffalo. 3, I have Ohio. Then for the West, I have 6, Western Michigan. 5, Eastern Michigan. 4, Ball State. 3, Toledo. 3, Toledo. Okay. Yeah. For me, in the East... With a whopping 1-11 record and an 0-8 conference record, Bowling Green. And 5 with a 2-10 record and a 1-7 conference record, Akron. (laughs) Ohio coming in at 4-8 with a 3-5 conference record. And then in third place, Buffalo, 7-5 with a 5-3 conference record. And then in the West, I got Ball State going 3-9 with a 1-7 conference record. Really taking a step back this year. Eastern Michigan going 4-8 with a 2-6 conference record. Northern Illinois taking a step back as well. We've talked about their quarterback a little bit, um, Rocky Lombardi. But you know, as a first year starter, I think they do take a step back. Especially when you're in a conference with a team that you don't think is going to rise, but a team that I think is going to be a lot better this year and competing for the MAC. Um, I think Northern Illinois loses that top spot. They get down to four. They're still seven and five with a five and three record. Western mm-hmm. Michigan then six and six with a five and three record, getting the head to head over Northern Illinois. Um, so let's talk about our top twos a little bit, Augie. Um, Without going into the conference championship, who are your top two from the East and the West? Uh, Top two from the East are Miami, Ohio two, Red Hawks. I went there for a semester, so I got to root for them. Um, And then I got Kent State at one. Um, In the West, it's Toledo at two, and Northern Illinois once again at one. Okay. Drew? Two for the East, I have Kent State, number one, I have Miami. The West, I have Central Michigan, number one, Northern Illinois. Okay. For me, in the West, I got Central Michigan going 8-4 and four with a 6-2 conference record, um, finishing second in the MAC West. Toledo, i have going 10-2 and two with a perfect conference 8-0 record. Hmm. Um, I think they're going to take steps forward a lot, um, especially with, uh, I think, Daquan Finn's going to have an even better year now. That he's yeah. a sophomore, has a year under his belt, and I think Jamal Hines on the defensive side of things is really going to lead that defense um, through his career, 218 tackles, 16.5 sacks, 37 tackles for a loss. I think he's going to be a leader on that defense that's led let's talk about Stark County, led by Vince Karras, who was a coach here at Mount Union for a while. So uh, definitely looking to see uh, big steps forward for Toledo. I mean, last year they went 7-5, and so it's not like they were bad. But I definitely think they can win 10 games this year. Yeah. Uh, as far as the East goes, I have Kent State going 7-5 with a 6-2 conference record. And then I have Miami of Ohio edging them out with the head-to-head tiebreaker, also going 7-5 with a 6-2 record, but taking the East side of things. Um. So that means for me, Toledo and Miami is my conference championship. But Augie, who's your conference championship? Who's winning it? Uh, it's once again Kent State Northern Illinois. Uh, last year, Northern Illinois got the the better of that battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this year, it's gonna be Kent State. Okay, so you got a little bit of redemption going on in the MAC. True. Yes. I have Miami and Northern Illinois. And who do you have winning? I have Miami winning. Okay, so Northern mm-hmm. Illinois not repeating for either of you guys. I don't have to make in it. I have Toledo Miami. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be a close game. I think Toledo's going to run away with this, get their 11th win, and um, get excited for a bigger bowl game than I think they're used to. Um, but I still think the Mac's going to be really fun this year, especially on the west side. You know, it's always fun when you got those weeknight games and all yeah. that's on is the Mac. So you got to watch them, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. um, but um, to highlight a few players, obviously, um, we've talked about Daquan Finn and Jamal Himes uh, for Toledo, I already talked about. For Miami, Brett Gabbert looks like he could be really promising. Last year, yeah. 2,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, six interceptions. That's why I think Miami's going to take a step forward um, and get that top spot. He looks like he's going to have a big season. Um, Kent State has some big names on the offense. You know, Marcos Cooper, Dante Cephas, we'll get to more of them. Lou Nichols at Central Michigan. There's a lot of fun offensive talent yeah. in this conference this year Absolutely. towards the top. I'll start with you. Who is your conference player of the year for the MAC? Uh, you actually just mentioned uh, Dante Stephens right there, wide receiver. Kent State had eighty-two or eighty-two receptions and nine touchdowns last year, and uh, I think he's just going to he's going to carry into the title this year. Yeah, new quarterback for the Golden Flashes, mm-hmm. but you know, having a running back and an established receiver like that will definitely make the job easier. Yeah, Absolutely. a lot easier. <laughs> um, Drew. I have Lou Nichols from okay. Central Michigan. Had 1,800 yards, 16 touchdowns. Average five yards a carry. Like He's a piece. 340 carries. What yeah. a workload. He's Derek Henry of the back. Now, their backup running back did get hurt last year, and that's why there was a lot. So he'll be back this year. Yeah. So I don't think the workload will be quite that much, but I can still definitely see him getting like 280 to 300 carries. Oh. I don't see 350 again. No. Um, I definitely think the backup's going to be a mix for you know at least 50 to 100 carries. Mm-hmm. But I could still get it, see him getting 1,500 yards. Yeah. 12 touchdowns. Right. Um, definitely a great pick. For me, I'm going to go defense. I'm going to go defense player wins, def- uh, wins the conference player of the year. I'm going to go Jamal Hines from Toledo. I-, I think he's a guy that can come out here. He's going to obviously lead that defense uh, in the middle of it. But I think he's a guy that we could see this year get 80, 90 tackles, five-plus sacks, and I think he's going to be in the backfield a lot. I'm saying maybe 12 to 16 tackles for a loss, if not more. I think he's going to have a big um, senior season, and uh, I, I definitely think we could see him playing on Sundays from the MAC. It's not often you see a lot of MAC players success right. in the NFL, right. but I definitely see him getting his name called on draft day. Hmm. That'd be um, awesome. Man. Oh, 100%. Um, and there's a lot of offensive talent in this conference yeah. that late-round picks will hear their names. Um, right. I think... Toward you know by the end of their college career, we could hear Brett Gabbard or da- DaQuan Fenton from Toledo. I, I we could hear him on draft night. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not early picks, but no. um, day three picks. Y- for sure. Yeah, I I mean Lou Nichols and Marques Cooper from Kent State could both be day three picks as well. Yeah. I think. I think Lou Nichols has the potential of moving up to a day two pick. We always see a random Mac running back every now and then. You know, like Jarrett Patterson from yes. the Buffalo yes. a few mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? Maybe he's that guy. Um, but I think this this conference is. You know, it's not going to be super competitive as far as, like, college football playoff and New York 6 implications go. But I think within the realm of itself, it can be a very fun conference to watch. And it always is. Yeah. And that's why the standings are always so close because it is a very competitive conference as far as skill level goes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, always fun to watch, especially when you don't have anything going on on a weeknight. You know there's going to be some action. But <laughs> Some action. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what it's called. It's all about the action. <laughs> anything you guys want to add on the map before we wrap up episode 23? I don't think so. All right. I I got nothing. That is it for episode 23. We'll be back with some, what, Mountain West, Sunbelt, and Independence next week. Um, So stay tuned for that. But thank you all for watching and listening. Um, Like always, please check out the website, www.culturebugs.weebly.com. Please follow the social links down below and click that subscribe button, like button, comment. Do it all. It's not that hard. Um, It's pretty easy. If you love love us, please do it. Um, But we will talk to you all soon. Peace.